Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com. Well, welcome to another podcast with Conversations with Genesis Church, and uh, today we're going to be talking about developing Christian friendships, and uh, and this is a part of our Five Purposes of the Church uh, series, where today we're really talking about fellowship, but in the aspect of developing Christian friendships. And before we get to that, um, I want to mention a couple of things. One is... Uh, all right, so we're in this purpose, the five purposes of the church series, and after this one, uh, we're going to be doing uh, one a series on emotional discipleship, and I, I would say most of the listeners have never heard of that phrase, emotional discipleship, and um, so when I was in um, seminary, <laughs> years ago, um, uh, I was working on my, okay, now I'm about to say something. Okay. By the way, Billy is with me and I'll introduce her in a minute, but, uh, but so when I was in seminary and I was working on my, uh, uh, my doctorate, which I'm not trying to toot my horn here. Okay. You know, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm one of these guys, I got a doctorate and nobody knows unless I say something, you know, kind of a thing. Cause I don't have it hanging on my wall. I, 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 it's rare for me to sign anything, Dr. Jeff Stotts, you know, and uh, unless it, it, I need to or something. But uh, so when I was working on my doctorate degree, uh, we had to do a dissertation. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And anyway, I was reading this book and in it, it talked about um, Christians not being able, or they're not connecting the scripture with their emotions. And so you'd have a lot of people who knew the Bible could quote the Bible, man, you know, they knew Greek and Hebrew and they knew the background, the application, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but they still struggle with things like anger, worry, fear, jealousy, all that kind of stuff, loneliness, depression, and all that. And, uh, there seemed to be this huge disconnect between what the Bible said about our emotions and actually how it affected us emotionally. And so I did my dissertation on that subject, which I call emotional discipleship. And so we're going to take about four or five, six, uh, episodes, and we're going to talk about growing emotionally as a believer. So where you, you know, you, you know, you can be angry, but sin not kind of a thing. And uh, so anyway, I'm excited about that series because that's kind of in my wheelhouse and um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, um, there is a, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but okay. So I have this little blog site called truthappliedjs.com. And, um, that's the website truthapplygs.com. And on it, I put my sermon notes, other articles, you know, I've, I've written and stuff. And man, there's, there's almost, I think there's almost 300 articles on that thing now. And so, um, I would just encourage you to go there. You can just look at it, see what's there, see if any of it's helpful for you. And, uh, there's categories you can click on. Uh, there's also a link, uh, to the, our podcast uh, on that website as well. So if you want to go and check out the podcast on Spotify or Apple or something of that nature, that will be an easy way to get to it. 
Uh, all right. So with that said, today we are talking about uh, developing Christian friendships, and I have with me Billy Johnson, and uh, he is the lieutenant in the public safety uh, here at Mexico, Missouri, uh, which public safety for those who are in the big cities, public safety uh, refers to police and fire. Okay. And so uh, he does a little bit of it all. And uh, he's been doing that for several years. Uh, Billy has also been a part of Genesis Church, the church I pastor, uh, since day one. And he's, he also attends my life group on Wednesday nights at, at my house. And um, let's say he's also been a part of the band, played the drums there for a while. I think, you, I think you're taking a break from that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a, a, little a little bit. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Latasha, uh, is uh, the church's financial secretary. So, <laughs> and, oh, and, and oh, I forgot to add that uh, he's also a part of a discipleship group. And that, uh, which, um, if you listen to the discipleship, ep- or I'm not sure if it's been released yet by the time of this recording. Anyway, uh, Ben Schnipper and I, we do a, uh, a, uh, podcast on discipleship, but we spent most of the time talking about discipleship groups. Well, Billy is in a discipleship group with me. So now he's doing a podcast with me. So needless to say, we sort of hang out more than I realized just as soon as I rattled all that off, you know, from life groups, discipleship groups, church, you know, and somehow, you know, I see your wife at least once a week because uh, I'll sometimes drive over to her office, drop stuff off, you know, but for church. Um, all right. So Billy, well, welcome to the podcast. You want to, you, know, you got anything you want to say hey to the people or whatever? Well, so, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. I think these are, these are great. And as I listen to that introduction, man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of running through the gauntlet, you know, just, just doing my best to grow and, and, uh, you know, to, to be a participant in the church. And, and, you know, the truth is, is that uh, there was a time in my life when that would have, you know, all of those things you kind of rattled off would have, seemed overwhelming but uh the truth is right now you know i can't get enough of it i'm i'm enjoying it uh the growth is is real you know it's a lot of fun it's difficult at times uh but you know i've got some good people around me so right now i'm having a blast i'm I'm happy to be involved uh you know just just having a great time with it you know god's doing some pretty incredible things i think uh you know in my life and i'm just happy to be along for the ride so yeah when you're out of that off it 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 sounded like quite the resume, but the truth is, is I'm just a, a broken guy, just making my way through, you know, best right. I can. <clears throat> my first memory of hearing you, hearing about you, uh, wow. was okay. So before we planted Genesis church, I was pastoring another church and, uh, Billy had just started coming. I mean, like just started coming. And, but the first Sunday, uh, you were to show up. I was outside greeting and, uh, uh, you had a couple of your friends there. I think it was rich and staff. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, rich made a comment about, you know, to Latasha is like, where's, where's Billy. And, uh, and she said, Oh, he's coming. He's parking a truck or car, whatever y'all were driving at the time. And, uh, <laughs> and rich, somebody said something. And then rich said, you know, uh, today the church's roof is going to cave in yeah. <laughs> because that, that was Rich's perspective about you going to church. It's like, 
Well, when the roof caves in, that's when Billy will show up. <laughs> it's because uh, it's it's going to be rare and far and few between. And lo and behold, here you are, several years later, you know, all in, one hundred percent. And uh, uh, it's it's amazing to me how God works. Uh, if you would have asked me six, seven years ago uh, where my life would be now. Uh, I wouldn't have named any of those things. And in fact, if anyone would have mentioned those things to me, I would have scoffed, you know, and just <laughs> not interested, you know. So it's it's pretty amazing to me, uh, the work, uh, not only the work that God has done, but also the people, you know, that he's put in my life. Uh, over those years, it has become very, very apparent to me that having good Christians in your life is an absolute necessity to growth. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have a bunch of good ones, you know, around uh, that tolerate me and answer my questions and, and uh, you know, just kind of show me grace while I'm growing. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's been a pretty amazing journey up to this point. I'm looking forward to the future to see what else is in store. Well, I am, too. Um, <laughs> OK, so I we're talking about friendship. Uh, friend, Christian friendships specifically, and how to develop them. And all right, so I think one of the things that we need to probably define is this word friend first, okay? Because uh, I was thinking about this, and because it is a word that we sort of throw out there quite a bit, you know, and so, um, and all right, so if you just Google the definition <laughs> or use a thesaurus or whatever, um, you do come across the typical meaning of friend, which, I mean, it's a good, you know, these are good words. For example, you have like, okay, so a friend by definition is some, at some level, they, uh, they support you or you support them in some way. Um, you know, they're a helper. There's some level of trust there. Um, th there's a, there's a likability there in some way. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not talking about enemies here. We're talking about friends, you know, and uh, there's a, there's also some kind of common denominator, meaning either like work or church or an activity, there's something that you have in common there, you know? Uh, so when we're talking about a, a friend, we're talking about this kind of, being this individual or having these individuals in our life that are like supporter, helper, some level of trust, something in common, that kind of a thing. So, uh, so when you think of a friend before we get, or cause we're going to talk about these levels of friendships that we're going to get into the Bible. Uh, sure. but so Billy, when you think of friends, what kind of words come into your mind that help you say, this guy's a friend, this guy's not. Well, so, you know, with me, I, for years, I've been saying, um, so from my perspective, there is a difference between, and, and I oftentimes make this distinct, distinction, there's a difference between a friend and being friendly. So I've got all kinds of people in my life that I'm friendly with, uh, but uh, a friend is something different. Some of the things, you know, I, I was thinking about this last night, and some of the things that you know, I look for in friendship is, uh, I use words like trust, loyalty. Um, most of the time in my life, it, it 
you know, these, these things have generally started with, with that common denominator, that thing you were talking about, uh, just having something in common, just, uh, you know, at work or church or, or just some other uh, sports related things you might be into. Um, they normally kind of start there and kind of develop, but I, I try to make a, a pretty clear distinction on, um, you know, friend versus friendly. So, you know, for me, some of the, like I said, loyalty and trust, uh, dependability. Those are some of the things that I think about when I think about my friends, you know, and, and so those are, those are some of the things that are important to me. Well, I choose my friends based on money and skills that they bring to table to make my life easier. I mean, that's just really where I'm at. You know, and I appreciate your honesty. Let's be honest. Uh, those, you know, friendship sometimes is kind of a, uh, kind of a partnership, a deal. Uh, I bring something to the table, you bring something to the table. And, and so, yeah, there is an element of that. I absolutely, <laughs> I know you're, uh, you know, I know you don't concern yourself with, you know, so I would consider you a friend, right? Well, I know that you're not in it for the money. I know that because, uh, you know, I don't really have any of that. So, you know, so, uh, so I very much appreciate that that's what those are what you're looking for. <laughs> Okay, just as a side note and a rabbit that I'm terrible about chasings, you know, chasing, I, I have to chase a few rabbits. This has nothing to do. This has to do with vanity. Uh, I am looking, I don't, okay, uh, if you're listening, you can't see this, but I am, like, I could see Billy and I could see myself on the screen here and I got my notes on the screen. And um, it looks like my beard is more gray today than it was yesterday and i'm not really? sure why I'm, i don't know if it's the shirt the background because all i got left is this these little black this this black streak that's right there sure and uh that's going down you know like a, the goatee section and well, uh I, I don't I, I just seem grayer today i don't i, I don't know man well, I, I, I i it it what I like is, is the consistency. So it all the way around, you're consistent all the way through. Yeah. From the top, from the top of my head, all the way down to my chin. It literally looks like an extension from up around on your face. So consistency is key. And then also yes. doesn't say something about gray hair and, and, you know, it's a, you know, and, and I don't know all the, the exact words, but uh, isn't it a sign of like wisdom or something like that? Well, I like to think so. Uh, I don't know if my wife thinks so, uh, especially with her husband. Uh, sure. Well, uh, it's wisdom, just so you know, I've only got a few that are coming in. So that tells you where I'm at on my journey. Well, you know? yeah, it, your wisdom is coming. I'll tell you. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, enough about my vanity issue there. But uh, all right. So let's talk about the levels of friendship here. Um, all right. So what I'm going to do is we're going to walk through four levels of friendship and, uh, and, and, the, and I, I'm going to admit up front that the, these four levels of friendships, I mean, you know, from level one to level four, I mean, there is a huge difference and, you know, uh, and Billy, I do agree with you about the difference between being a friend and being friendly. And it may be that level one, level two might be in that friendly category rather than friendship. But just for the sake of conversation, we'll call, you know, four levels of friendship. 
All right. So the first level, uh, we're going to call surface friendship. So it's just, I mean, it's a surface level. Oh, by the way, every friendship starts at level one. Sure. Even the level fours, you don't ever start at level four. You know, every friend that you've got begins at level one and, and is there for some length of time. Um, so the level one surface friendship, uh, the beginning and the foundation of friendships. That's where this is all at. And, and um, so at this level, you're going to know the person's name. You're going to engage in casual, casual conversation. There's no real commitment or deep communication that occurs yet. Uh, your encounters with them are usually rare, uh, meaning uh, it can happen around Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, sure. family reunions, accidental encounters at Walmart, and you may work with them, go to school with them, but you don't really, you don't spend a whole lot of time with them. I mean, you can, I mean, this might be somebody you work in and, and that's at a surface level and you're with them every day. And if you're with them every day for long periods of time, it can move through the levels fairly quickly, but, it, but generally speaking, um, you know, you talk about the weather, kids work, I mean, but it's all going to be very shallow, um, uh, conversation. So, all right. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to ask this question that maybe on all of them, but all right. Why would level one surface friendships be important in the Christian life? So why is it okay and needed to have Christians who are surface friends? Because all the Christians in my life cannot be level four. I don't have that much time, you know what I'm saying, to develop that level. So why is it important that we actually have surface friendships? Because this is not a bad thing. It's right. just, right. You know, so why would that be important that we have that? Well, I would say, you know, on some level, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it. We just don't have the time uh, to develop deep, really deep, uh, meaningful relationships with everybody that we run into, you know, so I, I think about, uh, you know, some people at church, you know, that I enjoy seeing um, that, that I'm happy to see on Sundays. Uh, but the truth is, is because of, you know, a handful of reasons, you know, I, I just don't have the time to necessarily invest, but that doesn't mean that, you know, during those encounters at church, or if I see them, you know, out in the community or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't mean I don't receive something positive from them. Uh, it just means, hey, you've got your life going on, I've got mine going on, and, and uh, we just don't have kind of time to meet up and develop that a little bit stronger. I think they're, you know, I think those kind of friendships are, are completely okay. You know, I, I was uh, doing some thinking about this as I kind of reviewed the notes, and, you know, uh, I was thinking about from Jesus's perspective, perspective when he was on the earth, you know, prior to going to the cross. And I thought, you know, all of the people that he ran into and all of the people that he passed by and, and spoke to, you know, um, it would be insanely difficult to develop deep, meaningful relationships with all of those folks. You know, now, obviously, I think, I think Jesus, you know, during each encounter that he had was probably much more intentional and probably had a much deeper plan. But on the surface, you know, uh, I specifically thought about the lady of the well in John. Um, you know, he basically the way it reads is that he sat down at the well uh, to rest, you know, and she just happened along. Now, I don't necessarily think that anything just happens to happen. 
you know, but the way it's written, it appears that, that he's just resting and she comes along. And, and, you know, now he went from a surface level. It seemed to me that he went from a surface level friendship with her, you know, just kind of just a casual conversation that got a whole lot deeper, a whole lot quicker, you know, in a way that I think Jesus can only do. But, you know, I the, the lady at the well just kind of popped in my head when I thought about surface uh, friendship. And, and I also, you know, there were a lot of people that would come to him and, and just want to hear his teaching and, and, you know, just kind of casually have conversation. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's okay to have those encounters, you know, you, you can leave an impression on someone, even in those short encounters, but, uh, yeah, to, to try to develop relationships with everyone, man, that task seems way too big, you know? So yeah, those, those surface friendships are good. I think, I think they could be positive. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, we're talking, you know, especially surface Christian friendships, because even at a surface level, there is some, there's, there's a lot of influence that happens there, you know, and uh, now, you know, being a pastor, you know, for me, uh, I I do find that um, a lot of times people in the congregation often will feel closer to me than I do to them because they hear me talk all the time, you know? <laughs> so, you know, they hear my story cause I'm preaching. They hear my stories. They, that, you know, and I'm a cry baby. So I cry you know, from time to time. And so, you know, and that emotional bonding there, you know, they're crying with me and they're, you know, just, you know, they hear my life, you know? And uh, if you ever seen that, did you ever see that show with the Truman show? So I've seen parts of it, but I'll, okay. I'll be just couldn't make it all the way through, man. Yeah, that's okay. Well, the concept, you know, is where this guy, you know, he's adopted by a company, you know, and then they put his life on TV and he doesn't know it. And and everybody just is bonding with him and he has no idea that everybody just loves him. They've journeyed with him for years. And yeah. so uh, in some aspect, a pastor is the Truman Show, you know, where, you know, people are watching, they listen, they journey with you and they feel, you know, closer to you because they've heard your story and, uh, over, especially over years. And, uh, uh, but with that said, a lot of, I mean, it's still, that's, and, and that's okay. And the surface relationships, even though they may not be as deep, but there are these moments where they can go deep pretty quick and then back to surface. And, sure. uh, because once a relation, once a, a friendship moves into like one of these other levels, it doesn't mean it always stays there. Sometimes it'll back up, you know, uh, just because of distance and time and, and those kinds of things. But, uh, I just want to say that we all have to have these surface relationships because it's out of these surface relationships that we find these deeper relationships, because there's going to be this handful of people out of the surface relationships that come into the inner circle of our lives, if you will, and for you to enter their inner circle. And so, but it all starts at level one. Well, and, and, you know, so there's a, there's an old saying and, and I'm paraphrasing it something to the effect and, and it's something to the effect of be careful staring into the abyss because the abyss stares back. Well, the alternative is true as well. So in our surface relationships and, and surface encounters, if you will, um, there is room for influence. You know, when you, when you, when you're going and you're making contact with people or you're in church or you're at Walmart or whatever, um, there is an opportunity to influence one another. We rub off on one another, even in those surface relationships. If someone sees, you know, someone 
being a good example or something like that, they may walk away after a minute saying, you know what, let me be a little better today. You know, let me try to exhibit that same type of behavior. So although they're not deep and, you know, there, there is a lot of room for influence there, for positive influence. So when you talk about surface friendships, especially in the context of Christian relationships, there is an opportunity for us to rub off positively on one another, even in those, those surface encounters. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we have level one, that surface friendship. Now, uh, level two, uh, we're going to call those structured friendship, um, friendship. So, all right, this is when a relationship moves to the next level, it is usually because of structure. Okay. Um, structured relationships are those that take place at a specific time each week. Uh, you know, you sit beside the same, you know, parents at a soccer game each week, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, you you work with someone each day or you go to church each week or you go to life group with them or, you know, you're in a uh, discipleship group or something and you're doing ministry with them in some way, go on a mission trip, you know, where you're together for 10, 15 days or something. Uh, there's structure around it. Um, if the event didn't happen, you probably wouldn't see each other. So that's why I say this is a structured friendship because it's, it's around that structured activity and, um, for, okay. So for example, like my wife and I, we don't get together because of structure. We are married. <laughs> okay. Sure. We, we live in the same house and right. we, we don't, we don't get together for, you know, we don't see each other just at church or, you know, at work or whatever. Okay. So I'm uh, just trying to help, you know, the listeners understand what I'm saying here. Um, now, uh, now, now we've kind of gotten into this a little bit already because the surface friendships normally happen around structured stuff, you know, like work, school, whatever. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that when you move from the surface to the structured friendship, there is this regular, almost weekly, if not daily encounter with one another that is creates an environment where there's this potential to move to the level three, level four. You know, the conversations happen more often. The conversations can go deeper. You're usually talking about broader subjects in a sense, more subjects, because you're not just getting together two or three times a year with these people. This is a regular occurrence. Um, so, well, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, you know, go ahead. Specifically, you know, think about my friendships, uh, you know, with you, uh, Brian Kennedy, you know, as someone that, uh, you know, that type of structure, um, you, so I'll just take you and Brian, for example, you know, that type of structure, uh, you know, not just church, but life group, discipleship group, you know, those sorts of things help, you know, those structured relationships absolutely help move into a deeper, you know, a deeper spot. You know, I, I, you, you talk about uh, your first memory of me, you know, at the church. It, it, you know, when I go back and I think about it, you know, I remember meeting you or whatever, but, um, you know, my friendship with you, I think, really started when we started going to life group. You know, uh, that was something, you know, each week that I would, um, you know, meet up with you and some other members of the life group. And, and that, I think, over a period of time has developed into a, you know, a deeper relationship. So, yeah. 
you know, I've got some structured friendships, you know, in my life that revolve around church that, you know, it's very clear kind of that transition point from, from that surface friendship to the structured friendship and how it, you know, how, how it, it, it's kind of helped develop into a more deep, secure friendship, you know, so I, I, I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, I, you know, the, it is very clear to me that once you moved into that structured area, you know, that's kind of where the real growth begins, you know, and I've, I've got some guys in my life that, you know, because of those structures, you know, have become very important to me. So. Yeah. Okay. So um, two things uh, that you may, when you were talking, maybe think of something here. So um, from time to time, I'll hear someone say, man, I just feel so disconnected from the church. Okay. And I get it. That happens. Life happens. You know, I get it. And I will say, well, what, what do you, I mean, were you a part of something that you've dropped out of, you know what I'm saying? And usually here's what they will say. Uh, well, you know, I haven't been going to church as much as I used to. Um, I'm not in a life group. I'm not serving anywhere. I mean, they're not connected right. around these structured stuff. And so, um, and when we're developing Christian friendships, you're going to have to place yourself in environments where Christians gather. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, yeah. What were you saying? No, go ahead. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. So anyway, uh, um, and, uh, because if you don't, you are going to feel disconnected, you know? Um, and so I always just tell people to look, man, you know, get into some kind of group, life group, discipleship group, get into some, do some ministry, get, you know, join other believers in doing something, get in that structured thing. And, uh, uh, there was a second thought, the structure about, you know, the connecting and getting in there. Um, but with, uh, with the structured stuff, when we are in like a life group, uh, or decide, okay, let me talk about our discipleship group. Okay. So for those who are listening, all right. Um, one of the things that we do at Genesis is that we have, uh, some discipleship groups. They're different than life groups. And you, you just listen to the discipleship podcast and we walk all through the details of that, uh, Ben Schnipper and I. So, um, and in a discipleship group, we have, it's, it's in my discipleship group, it's me and four other guys. I invited these four guys, uh, three, uh, well, two of them already knew pretty well. One I knew sort of well, and one I hardly knew at all other than I just knew that he comes to Genesis. And so, and before I invited these guys to be part of the discipleship group that last a year, um, you know, I was praying and I had a list of probably about 15 guys on a piece of paper. And I just, all right, Lord, which ones of these guys do you want me to invite? And over time, it just started whittling down, you know, and so, and then make a long story short, I ended up with these four guys. So uh, now this is a structured event. We meet every week for about an hour and a half. We're all reading the same material. We get there and we discuss it. Um, and, and we just journey through life together for about a year. And so, uh, but with, uh, okay, I'm Jeff and there's another Jeff in the group. <laughs> and so, uh, because of just, just the few weeks, we've just started this new group, uh, that we've been meeting. I already know Jeff much more than I did the day before our group started. And, 
yeah. So, uh, I mean, I knew his name. I knew where he worked. And I knew his wife, Amber, has started playing in her band. I mean, that's all I knew, you know. And so, uh, um, and so Jeff and I, we actually got together outside of the group uh, for about an hour and a half. And just, we, he wanted to talk. And, and we just talked about, you know, his life and his journey and, and stuff, which, and I learned, you know, I thought, wow, this guy's got a story, you know, and someday maybe he'll share it. But, um, but all of this happened, this, this deepening uh, relationship with Jeff um, started because there was this structure called a discipleship group. And, but also if you back up, it started on a surface level, surface friendship, because he was coming to church on Sunday. That's just how, you know, I was just having these little brief conversations that lasted like two minutes, you know, Sunday morning, you know, and, but then God laid him on my heart and I just invited him to the discipleship group and here we are. So, uh, uh, so don't, you know, when, if you're looking to develop Christian friendships, man, I need some Christian, more Christians in my life. You're going to have to make a decision to get in to some type of structured event or group. You just, you're, you're not going to develop any meaningful Christian relationships if you don't have it in some way. Well, and to, to add to that, you know, I, I had an experience this last Sunday, you know, so I, I did some door greeting stuff there at church on Sunday, you know, handing out the, the programs and, and that sort of thing. Um, and one of the things that I noticed is, is that each, every time someone from the discipleship group came in, I, I felt just a little more at home in mm. church. I felt a little more secure in church. Now look, <clears throat> especially Jeff Forbes, you know, that, that guy has got a story to tell that I never, ever would have ever dove into at all without this group. And, you know, so here's this guy that I didn't know. I didn't know him, you know, I mean, I hadn't really ran into him. I'd seen him at church, but we'd never really spoke. So, but here's this guy, <clears throat> excuse me, that I didn't really know. And because of this structured environment, as he walked in, I felt a sense of calm, a sense of security. Even within the secure place like our church, I felt a little more at home just solely because of that structured friendship environment. You know, and, and the other guys in the group, um, you know, I, I saw them and I was just, now look, I, you know, I don't want to give the impression that I felt not secure or not comfortable, but it just, there's some transition that happens. There's some new feeling that happens when we decide to commit into these structured friendships that develops. And I, I can't really explain it, but what I can tell you is, is it, it, it feels real. It feels pure. It feels good. You know, it feels like it was supposed to be kind of thing, you know, and, and so you know, a lot of people may say, well, that's only level two of friendship, but man, it's impactful. Like it, it impacts you in various different ways. You know, I, I've got uh, some of these guys that, you know, like chat with, you know, outside of the group that, you know, that really do care. You know, I had a, had a guy reach out to me one day, um, you know, and just asked me how things were going, how, how work was going, you know, and it, and it occurred to me that, he wasn't asking how my work was going that day. He was asking how I was doing. And, you know, that was impactful to me. That was, that was, uh, 
you know, it meant a lot to me. And it, and it, it occurred to me that that comes from, came from something as simple as a level one and level two friendship that is now developing into something else. You know, it, it, it can be very impactful and, and, you know, it's, it's incredible what it can do. You know, when we, when we intentionally place ourselves in a position to meet Christian friends, um, man, there's a lot of good change that happens. There's a lot of good that comes from that. Absolutely. Um, and, and this is why, okay, you know, we had our church is online. I mean, we do a lot of stuff online. I mean, this podcast is online. Okay. And, uh, and so you can watch us online live. You can watch us online later. You can listen to our podcast. We, we do sometimes our, our depending on weather and other things, our life group has met online. I have most of my most of my leadership meetings, uh, like with the elders and other groups are usually online. You know what I'm saying? We just, we just have a zoom meeting. And so, uh, but there's a balance here. I do think there are times where you have got to get into the same room with some people, you know, and, um, breathe the same air, hear the same sounds, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, smell the same smells, you know, whatever. And, uh, uh, and that happens in this structure, you know, these, these structures that we've talked about. Okay. So we got level one, uh, it's the surface friendships, uh, level two, that's the structured friendships. Uh, now when, if you move forward and, and go a little bit deeper in these friendships, now you're at level three, and this is where we are, what we call secure friendships. Now, when a structured relationship becomes healthy and enjoyable the relationship then moves to this level so trust really begins to develop at the stage it's already been developing but now um it, it's uh you trust them with more sensitive stuff um you know you find you are comfortable with them in almost any situation you know and as the trust builds it results in security as you feel good being together you begin you know, feeling like you can count on this person. I think you mentioned loyalty earlier about a friend, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, you begin to open up to them, you know, and here's where you begin spending time together, you know, outside of that structured event from time to time. Um, you know, um, you know, this is where like two Christians may start playing golf together. You know what I'm saying? Outside of church or they may, may do lunch together, may go fishing together, camping together. You know, the ladies may get together and do whatever ladies do. You know, <laughs> I have no idea what they do. And I don't want to stereotype them. You know, first thing, because I'm not, I don't know, they're going to sit around and drink tea. I, don't, I have no idea. You know, go to the playground, watch children, whatever. I don't know. And so, um, um, but this is where it, it really, this is where the relationship, I mean, the funnel is getting a lot narrow at this point. I mean, from the level one, you've got a lot of surface friendships out there. Then it shrinks down. The pool shrinks down a little bit to the level two. And now it's gotten a little smaller into this level three. Um, I mean, these people at this point, they are really, they know what you struggle with. You know what I'm saying? They know they can identify some strengths and weaknesses in you. Uh, you know, they, they've had some history with you, with your life. Any comments on this secure friendship stage? Well, you know, so I was thinking about it as you were talking, it, it, it seems, it seems 
it seems pretty cool to me that uh, you know we earlier we made this distinction between friendships and then we started saying Christian friendships, you know, because obviously those two things I, I think are different. Um, and one of the things that I just thought about was is um, how cool is it that within Christian friendships, it seems like we move, there's potential to move through those levels much quicker. Okay, so, you know, when we start talking, uh, this is where we begin to develop trust, you know, and, and, and those sorts of things that kind of share with one another. There seems to be a certain level, and, and you know, obviously we have to be cautious and, and, you know, we have to move at a, at a responsible pace, but there seems to be um, yeah, a, a level of trust that you get with Christian friends who are still broken, but, but it seems to me that I'm much more willing to share, uh, with Christians than maybe non-Christians. Like I developed through the stages a little bit quicker, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I, I was just thinking, and, and like I said, I'm just going off the top of my head here. I, I was just thinking that, um, you know, that's gotta be a God thing. I, I presume, you know, that or, or, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems to me that that we move through those, there's potential for us to move through those levels a little bit quicker, you know, when we're hooking up with, uh, you know, and, and building Christian friendships. Um, so yeah, you know, this, this is the level where it starts to get good, I think, you know, um, when you start sharing with people, and, and it's funny, it's almost like dipping your toe into the pool, you know, you're kind of feeling the process out, and you're starting to share a little bit more. Um, for me personally, this is where it gets real good. You know, this is where I really kind of hand over some of my junk to people and say, man, help me out. You know, let, let's talk about this. And, and this is where you begin to be open to the idea of correction from your friends and, and things like that. There's this, to me, there's a lot of growth right there, you know, and I, I get real excited when I, when I get hooked up with somebody and, and I begin to develop this kind of secure friendship with them. You know, I think there's a lot of room for growth for, for both parties um, in this spot. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I've got a handful of people, um, you know, in my life that I would say fall into that secure friendship category, you know, and, and uh, I'm just real happy to have them. And I'll tell you, I've learned more from them than anybody else through all the years, you know. So it, it, I, I like this stage. This is this stage uh, is the most appealing to me because man, you, there's just so much to learn here, you know, about yourself and about whoever you're being friends with. Well, this is, I think one of the difference between level two and level three <clears throat> is vulnerability because yeah. at level three, this is where you begin to open up enough to where you make yourself vulnerable. I mean, you're, you know, at level three, you really begin on the intro in the entry level level three um this is where you open up and to see how people react you know because sure. it's, it's a little scary because you know you don't know if they're gonna make fun of you reject you think weird of you you know especially if you share some you know some skeletons in the closet stuff and sure. um um you know obviously at the appropriate time you don't want to just you know say out of the blue just take it to the closet open it up and go there it is <laughs> it's like well, i was talking you know that you got to be cautious in that <laughs> some people like to jump head headlong into things and some people aren't ready for that no you know? 
No, they're not. Um, uh, and and this is where, okay, once you land here in this level three, this is really where I think personally, from a Christian perspective, with Christian friendships, this is where I think accountability kicks in. This is the people that you often will let, take correction from, uh, admonishment from. And I think this is also the group that the the when they speak encouragement into your life it means more yeah. than just you know the the surface level one uh in levels of encouragement uh because these people know you i mean at this point they know you deep enough to know that this is what you need to hear encouragement or correction you know um uh and you're also we're also getting into this thing we'll talk about this oh my word we're going to, have to move on here i got about 20 minutes left and we haven't even got to the bible yet even though we've been right. talking bible you know um sure. yeah but uh you know it talks about the wounds of a friend you know and uh um the bible does and so there this is where sometimes friends intentionally and lovingly hurt us not not mean mean or a bully i'm just talking about okay you know hey i love you but <laughs> i need to talk to you and this is where the bruise the wound is going to happen because it's about to sting you know with what they're going to say yeah. uh and there's no there's no agenda here other than your benefit and uh they're not trying to get anything from you so in these secure friendships this is where that kind of stuff really begins happening or can happen when necessary. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, uh, you know, when I, when I talked about growth, you know, it's, it, uh, that's, yeah, that's where the correction comes from. You know, you're not only are you kind of burying yourself, uh, a little bit more, but you're also, you're also trusting that the other person that you're involved with isn't going to you know, put a dagger in your heart right off the bat, you know, you're, you're hoping that they know enough about you that, you know, they know how to correct, they, they know the things that you can handle right now, and the things you can't, you know, th this, this particular level uh, is just fascinating to me. This is where the work, this is where all the, the grinding, you know, exists. And, and I, <clears throat> I'm always excited when I reach this level with somebody because man, you know, I'm a center. I'm all screwed up, you know, just the same as everybody else is. And, and this is the opportunity for them to help unwind some of the mess I've made, or maybe I can do that for them. You know, if we trust one another to that level, and if we are careful with one another to that level, man, there's some real improvement that can be had here. You know, I think. Absolutely. And so, <clears throat> all right, uh, because of time, Let's jump into level four because there are a few proverbs I want to talk about that deal with friendship. But uh, all right, so you have the level four is we call solid friendships. Now, a solid friendship is that level of friendship where it is now in the realm of long term. And this solid friendship, because of what you've been through, you can be separated from this person for even the several years. But as soon as you get back, it's like you've never been apart. And I mean, there's this connection that is rare. And uh, some people call this, you know, we have a kindred spirit. I mean, that's no term, but this is kind of this, what we're talking about. Um, 
And this is where genuine love is expressed in the relationship without expecting anything in return. You know, more, you know, this is where we know more about each other than we probably care to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, but it's all good. I mean, this is, you know, more about this person than 95% of the people in, in their life. And, uh, uh, and they know more about you than 95% of the people in, in my life. And so, um, this is a solid friendship. It's it, we're in complete trust. Uh, confidentiality is, I mean, that's not even a question, you know, that whatever you share is going to stay there. Uh, you know, this loyalty has been proven. Trust has been proven, you know, that confidentiality has been proven, uh, you know that uh, there's no hidden agenda here. They're not trying to get anything from you. They're not mooching off of you. They're not using you. This is really a mutual, a solid friendship is this mutual as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another kind of a thing that uh, goes uh, as deep as it possibly can. So I, I in that, <clears throat> do you think that like a, a good, healthy husband and wife relationship is that or something different? No, it should be that. Uh, actually, it's funny that you brought that up because it, it, during a level three, I started thinking about, you know, this applies to a lot of relationships with different expressions. Um, and so, you know, I think husband and wives, if, if they were to take these four levels of friendships or four levels of relationships, um, it's also can be called four levels of intimacy, if you will. And if, if a husband and wife were to take this and evaluate the relationship uh, based on these four levels, I think it would give some insight in on some areas they probably need to work on. Sure. I, you know? I think. Uh, and I do think a lot of times some relationships, husband and wife, I do think they get into a, uh, a high level three um, based on, uh, okay. My view of marriage is a little tainted because of being doing the marriage counseling, premarital counseling, postmarital counseling over the years. So, uh, most couples do not get to level four. They think they get there, but there's still way too much stuff hidden from their, uh, from their spouse for it to be a level four. I mean, level four really is about transparency um and many couples just don't get there they still hide too much um and they don't they're not honest enough with one another because they've just been burnt they just don't want to have an i mean i get it. they don't want to have an argument you know it's not worth the fight you know that kind of thing and sure. uh, well so because of our because of our inability to be completely transparent as humans because of our sinful nature and what just how ugly we really are on the inside i mean do do those level four friendships exist very often outside of your relationship with god absolutely you know i don't think you can have a genuine level four relationship if god is not has not taken you there because <laughs> oh. You just, you're not, you know, without the spirit of God, you know, helping you to be honest and transparent and to be receptive to the encouragement, the correction, all that it takes to get to level four. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're just not going to get to level four without, without God. I mean, especially, I mean, I'm talking about as a Christian relationship. Well, what I, 
you know, and, and I agree with that. What I meant was, is, uh, is God the only one we can be truly transparent with, you know, because of our, you know, so we talk about that deep, um, trust and confidentiality and because of our inherent nature to be mistrusting or not completely honest. I mean, can, can we have a level four friendship outside of our friendship? Meaning, you know, so we have that, we should have that friendship with God, you know, that connection with God. Do we have the capacity to have that outside of that? Meaning with anyone else besides God? Uh, I, yeah, I, I do think so, but I think it's so rare because we are so selfish sure. <laughs> and, and we're prideful, uh, because we don't want, okay. For example, <clears throat> all right. I was talking to a couple of guys the other day and, um, and it was about marriage stuff and depression and all that kind of stuff. So I was, when I was talking to them, both of them, and this is two different conversations at two different times. Both of them made a statement about, um, I mean, they're married, they got kids, they're in their, I don't know, 40s, 50s, somewhere in that ballpark. But both of them made a statement um, about their struggle with pornography, and they admitted that to their wife. You know what I'm saying? So now I will say this most husbands would never admit that to their wife. Okay. So you've got to at least be at a level three, you know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. And now depending on how the wife responds to that type of admission uh, from the husband, well, man, that will either move it into a level four or back it up to a level two or one. Sure. Because if there is a bad response an unloving response by the spouse, I mean, by the wife to the husband who's admitting that he's struggling with this particular sin in his life. Well, if it's a bad response on her end, he will not, he will not open up again. Right. Because he's just got burnt. He got rejected, you know, and uh, unless the, the wife is able to come back, you know, trying to understand, you know, and not be, if you follow what I'm saying, there's a, this is very complicated subject that we're just dived into here. But however, I, I do think you can have a level four, but with that said, even in a level four, it's not going to be perfect. Okay. Be, but uh, from a human perspective, because again, you know, it's, it's two broken people who have what we are calling a solid friendship. Now, with that said, uh, uh, even though I said it's long-term, these level four relationships, I mean, they can back up. I mean, something can happen in that relationship where the trust is gone that used to be there. Um, I don't know. Is that what you're talking about? I mean, I know you, yeah. you asked yeah. about, you know, can we have this level four outside of a relationship with God? Meaning, is it only God that we have a level four? Well, my, my answer is no, you can. It's just very rare because we're not, we, we don't trust people enough. You know, sure. you know, to, we trust God. I mean, cause first of all, I already know that I can't hide anything from God. I mean, I have a transparent relationship with God, whether I want one or not. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Cause he already sees the junk in my life, you know, and, but I can hide a lot of that junk, you know, from others if I want to, you know, including my wife and, sure. um, who lives with me. So, but, uh, uh, it is it is difficult because our sinful nature, our flesh, 
uh, our old ways of thinking, um, our pride, it, it, uh, it will fight going into a level four. Uh, but however, it, what's odd though is, is that that's exactly where God wants like a married couple or even, uh, just friends, you know, you gotta have some friends at this level four, because that's where, um, I mean, that genuine accountability, there's some emotional health here. There is mental health at level four that you cannot get anywhere else. And so, um, but it's all needed. Okay. All right. That's a good question. Uh, man, oh man. All right. So, all right, here's what I want to do. Uh, we've got about, uh, about 10 minutes. <laughs> all right. So if you've made it this far into the podcast, congratulations. Uh, you know, you've been listening to us for about 45, 50 minutes. Uh, but I do want to give you some scripture to, you know, if you were listening to this, you want to take some notes. Uh, so you got Proverbs 18, 24, we're talking about friendships. It says there are friends who destroy each other. And by the way, uh, my translation puts friend, that word friends in quotes, mean, you know, like air quotes, mm, friends, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. So that's talking about commitment. Okay. I'm going to give you some verses and then Billy and I are going to wrap it up by talking about some of these. Another scripture is Proverbs 27, five. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. That's what that's that verse I was referring to earlier. And then you have Proverbs 12, 26. A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Um, by the way, that whole righteous man is cautious in friendships. He doesn't let everybody into his inner circle. That's, that's the point. He's not going to open up him. He's not going to be vulnerable with everybody. He's cautious. He realizes everybody who appears to be a friend is not really a friend. So Proverbs 17, 17, uh, also says a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. All right. So Billy, out of those four Proverbs, which one speaks to you today today uh i like proverbs 27 and open rebuke is better than hidden love mm -hmm. um you know that well it, you know it's so i would say that would be the 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 one that speaks to me the most and just right behind it just right behind it is a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need proverbs 17 mm -hmm. uh, those two so if I think about friendships in terms of growth and, uh, you know, surrounding myself with people trying to make me better, um, Proverbs 27, you know, is the one I'm kind of leaning into, you know, it, I, I like that honest approach and that transparency with one another. Uh, the things that mean the most to me long-term, uh, is a friend is always loyal. You know, I, I, I think about, um, you know, a couple of people in my life that are just right as the mail. I mean, they just are there each and every day, no matter what, no matter what circumstance I, I find myself in, I can always call on them. Um, and they're willing to drop and come running, you know? And so uh, those two, I think, when it comes to friendship, uh, are the ones that I, that I look for the most. You know, um, I, I do look for people. I do look for correction. You know, as, as much as my flesh 
likes to tell myself that I know what I'm talking about all the time. Um, I also understand the need for people and different perspectives. And, and I, I have to have people in my life that are going to tell me uh, honestly um, where I'm messing up. You know, it's, it's just a requirement that I have because left my own devices, you know, I'll just make a mess of things, you know. So uh, during the growth, Proverbs 27, long term, Proverbs 17 is, is kind of what I stick to. You know, uh, as I was reading through those verses, I realized, you know, I, I almost felt like we need to have another friendship podcast at, and unpack those four verses. And uh, uh, I mean, because, you know, when I look at these verses, I mean, I got questions like, uh, okay, so like the Proverbs 18 one talks about you know, there are friends who destroy each other. Okay. So how does that, how does a so-called friend destroy me or how do I destroy them? What does that look like in real life? And how do I know when I've got a friend that is destructive and that I need to get out of that relationship? You know what I'm saying? As a believer, um, you know, and what does it mean for a real friend to stick closer than a brother? All right. What does that mean? Well, I, I, at a time thinking about that just last night and the truth was is if you asked me about it i was going to tell you look jeff i haven't sorted that out <laughs> i know on the surface uh what it's saying but man if i really dive into that and consider the words used i don't know the answer to that that that'll be nice for me because i can do a little bit more research but uh yeah unpacking those things and having a conversation about them is yeah it would be incredible so, uh, you know, because I'm thinking through this, some questions that, you know, we're, we're starting to wrap up here, but just for the listener, I mean, these are some questions that I had, um, that we have not addressed. And when it comes to these Christian friendships, so, uh, we did address this one a little bit, like how or where can a person find good friends? All right. So how does, if I'm looking for Christian friends, where do I find them? How do I find them? Um, how many friends should I have, you know, is two or three. Okay. Do I need 12? I mean, what, what's the deal here? You know, uh, how many is it, how many feasibly, you know, say even level three, if I get to level three friendships, man, I'm, I sh- I, I, I'm pretty good. You know, if I got three or four in that little world, you know, um, what about being friends with unbelievers? Cause Jesus, you know, the Bible talks about, he was a friend of sinners. We haven't even talked about that. Right. You know, you know, what does that look like? And so, uh, what does it, uh, why does it seem difficult to develop Christian friendships? So we haven't even talked about the obstacles much, you know, about having these Christian friends, especially think about it. If you are a new believer and all, all, if not most of your friends were, you know, worldly and doing things that you don't want to do anymore. And these are the people you hung out with for the last several years. Now what? You know what I'm saying? You've lost interest in some of that stuff. You're growing out of that. You know, so we didn't even talk about that. Um, you know, and how does having a job, family, ministries, hobbies, et cetera, affect developing friendships? You know, because, I mean, man, everybody's busy, you know. Sure. And, you know, how much time is enough and how much time is too much, you know. And, uh uh, we didn't, we, we didn't even answer this one. What should we expect from the friends in our lives? I mean, there's this expectation, you know, uh, 
from friends, you know, that I have and people expecting from me. So what does that look like? You know? Well, uh, it, yeah. Not only what does that look like, but uh, you know, going through that evaluation process, because I mean, we're all self-centered and selfish, you know? So when we asked ourselves the question, like, what should I expect from my friends? We've got to go through a process where are my expectations of my friends reasonable or are they driven by selfishness from me? Right. And earlier you mentioned, um, you know, how do you find good Christian friends or, you know, and so I, I actually thought about this quite a bit. And the answer is, is, you know, on the surface, you can, you can go to these different places where Christians congregate. But the truth is, is that, you know, for me, it's like, I think the first question that we should ask ourselves is, is what, what does it mean to be a Christian friend? Start acting like one, take, take your cues from the Bible, look at how Jesus was a friend. And if we start doing those things, then I, I'm a firm believer that Jesus will then take those other friends, take these other people and he knows what we need in our lives. They're coming. We need to be prepared to be good Christian friends first. If we do that first, uh, then I think we've got no choice but to develop good, solid Christian relationships with people. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, birds of a feather will flock together. Okay. So if, you know, if you're focusing on being the kind of friend you're looking for, you're going to find the kind of friend you're looking for. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, um, all right. So man, I mean, there's, oh, there's so much stuff there that I, I want us to cover, but we covered a lot of good stuff and, um, those four levels really opened up a lot of things for people and, um, and for us in conversation. Okay. So I, I do want to end on this though. All right. So, uh, for the listener, Billy and I, we, we're in, in a discipleship group. And w- one of the things we're going through is called real life discipleship by Jim Putman. It's a, it's the workbook manual, not the book. And, but on page 66, as I was going through it this week, I read something and I, and since I knew we were, we were going to record this podcast of friendship, I thought, man, look at that. It all comes together. So on there, uh, on page six, six, it says this, a relational environment. Okay. With people having a group of people in your life, friendships, a relational environment is the vehicle that God uses to bring about real change in people. Now he unpacks that in, in the workbook. And what Jim Putman is saying is that you're not really going to have significant change. If you're not in a relational environment with other believers, not going to happen because that is God's vehicle to bring about the real change in your life. And, uh, there's something about Christian fellowship And I don't mean sitting around eating hamburgers and hot dogs, (laughs) which is good. That's all good. That's good too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm talking about the biblical fellowship. The Greek word is koinia, and it is the deeper relationships that we were talking about earlier. And um, which by the way, we didn't even get into that. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation about this word koinia fellowship and this unity between believers. Anyway, so um uh, if, if, when people ask me about, man, I really want to grow. Well, you're, you're, you can do certain things, but really the most important thing to do is get in 
uh, a group with other believers who want to grow and you'll grow together. And I mean, Jesus obviously had the 12 disciples. He had those three or four that he pull off to the side, but they were always learning and growing in a group. Uh, they never learned by themselves. And so they always had somebody with them, uh, teaching them in some way. So, uh, and then they passed that on in, in the book of Acts, you see the same thing happening. All right. Okay. So let's wrap it up. It's been an hour and, uh, you know, uh, I listen to podcasts, listen to several different kind of podcasts. Most of them go an hour. And, uh, but I however, I normally don't hear the last 15 minutes because my workout's done because that's when I'm listening to them usually, or that's when my, if I'm driving to Columbia to go shopping at eh, 45 minutes, you know, but, uh, 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 but we are, uh, I think we are going to come back to this. I'm not sure when, but I do want to pick this back up because I think this is significant enough and important enough for believers to think through. Uh, cause I do not want, I mean, that you are a prime target. If you are trying to live the Christian life alone, I mean, you're just, the devil's got man. He, you are easy picking. I mean, he'll just pick you off. And, uh, and he can tear you down pretty quick if you're just doing this thing by yourself. All right, uh, Billy, any last comments before we wrap it up? No, I, uh, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, when you talked about the relational environment, you know, um, so it, it, it talked about you can have the roadmap and you can have a driver, but if you don't have the vehicle, you're never going to get where you're going, Right. you know, uh, and the, the significance and the impact of those relationships uh, is profound if you'll allow them to develop, you know, so that, that's, that's where I would leave that. Yeah. Uh, well, Billy, I've enjoyed talking about this. Uh, first time this is by the way, if you the listeners, this is Billy's first time to be on the conversations podcast. I thought you did a great job. Well, and, I, I very much appreciate the invite. And, uh, anytime I get a chance to sit down and, and have a conversation with, uh, any Christian, but it seems like you and I, we, uh, we enjoy talking. So I <laughs> thank you very much for having yeah, before we close up, I'm convinced that the, the reason why people come to our life group uh, is just to hear us talk. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to, <laughs> at least I'd like to think so. <laughs> All right. Well, Billy, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. And so, but we're glad to have uh, Billy. Now, now, remember, for those, we are still in the series on the, the purposes of the church. And uh, we still got a few more of these things to come. And then after it, we're going to be talking about emotional discipleship. Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.